Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch a spooky romantic comedy. Oh, usually I follow the Judeo-Christian ethic of thou shalt not kill, but that's just me. There were like no quotes in this that I could use. They were all conversations. Oh, yeah, I can 100%. Or Charlie's dad, also played by. Oh, Mike Charlie's Myers. dad was great. Stuart. Hello, and welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com. Let's start off there, though, before we dive in. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> I am uh, one and a half of your podcasting team on here on romcomcom.com. I'm Justin, and with me, as always, is... Sarah. And this week, we're going to dive into one more movie as part of our uh, late spooktacular. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a late Halloween. Yeah, but it counts. I yeah. mean, and that's really only applicable to people listening to it when it's released. If anybody listens to this, you know... Months or years later, they'll have no idea. Right. So, as far as you know, this was released on Halloween. You'll never know. Actually, before we jump in, we've had a really good reaction at Casper, you said? Yeah, Out, on off, Instagram. Off of Girls? Yeah, from Girls. I had mm-hmm. no idea that this was such a beloved kids movie oh, to like yeah. every girl our age. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize this pinged on most people's radars, period. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought this was like a forgotten movie, to be honest. What? Yeah. No. Well, there you go. No way, man. I mean, is it for like all the reasons that you kind of pointed out yeah. to me? Just There's the... a, I was trying to put it on Instagram, but I clearly don't know what I'm doing. There's an article <laughs> on BuzzFeed about like, Casper or Devin Sawa ignited my like sexual awakening when I was <laughs> 10. She must have been our exact age because she was just talking about like I was 10. I was way too young to understand what was happening, but I was like insecure and watching this movie and this girl was just like me and he liked her anyway. And, you know, she goes like shot by shot when he walks out as Devin Sawa instead of as Casper. And it's such a good article. It's so true. I'm looking at it right now. It has a whole bunch of gifts of them. Yeah. When, when Casper comes out as a uh, real boy, it starts with a glamour shot of her as a kid. I know. Oh. I wanted to get glamour shots so bad when I was a kid. What? Yeah. Really? You have to wear makeup and get all fancy. And... Do they still? Can you still go to a place and get no, those? No, they don't. They don't have glamour shots anymore. Are you sure that there's not like a? camera place that we could convince to do a style like that oh i'm sure we could do because that, that would be one of the funniest things in the world <laughs> to get like our trivia really team big to do, hair. yeah get our trivia team to do a glamour shot that together would be funny that would be fantastic she doesn't mention in this though <laughs> the part that you brought up of how awkward it gets right when he I transfers know, the kiss yeah i loved the kiss at the beginning mm-hmm. but then you know it gets really awkward when he turns back into a ghost i think that's kind of cruel but that's that's neither here nor there i mean is that why then this is such a beloved movie to most girls yeah, the, of our ages that just devin sawa's one I mean, of their first crushes it's like a total like holy casper's hot like moment like, because everyone wanted to know what he would look like <laughs> as a human. It's like, what? what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I feel like you're using the word everyone is a bit strong. Every girl in the audience, perhaps. Yeah. At no point did I wonder what Casper would look what? like as a boy. No, I I didn't even, uh, no, no, that didn't even uh, register to me. 
Yeah, this is a pretty funny article. I suggest everybody check it out. It is titled, How Devin Sawa in Casper Caused My Sexual Awakening by Aaron LaRosa. Mm-hmm. It's from 2013, but it still rings true today. And I'll put it on... Oh, is it that old? Um, I'll put it up on the link in my bio, if I know what that means, on Instagram. I was trying to figure that out, but I don't know how to make it li- a live link. I can just like put it in there, but it's not live. I can't help you at so, all. So, help me, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I married an axe murderer. Oh, yeah. Back to our other spooky rom-com. I, so, this is a movie. This is my confession that I lied a lot about having seen this movie. You over, never... over the years, people would be like, yeah, so I, like, so I married an axe murderer. They'd make a reference and they'd mm-hmm. look at me and they'd be like, you love that movie, right? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. It's a movie I that, that I movie. would assume you had seen. Oh, and I... in in. Until I saw this a week ago, I just mm-hmm. flat out lied. Aww. I hadn't seen clips of it. I hadn't. I knew nothing about it. Hmm. I would just nod and be like, "Oh yeah, man, Mike Myers love that guy." Because I do love his other work. I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it all the way through. But I remember watching it when I was way too young and just being like, "Why is he like rap rap poetrying <laughs> thing?" Jazz um, rap poetry. Jazz rap, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Apparently, Mike Myers wanted it to be in San Francisco because he really liked the fact that they had such a big coffee shop like scene mm. and like he's like yeah there were bars but most people hung out at coffee shops and so, wouldn't Seattle have worked too then or same difference yeah oh my gosh yeah. so my dad and I were in Portland like 10 years ago and he'd never been there before and he's walking down the street with me and he's like there's a dog and there's a dog and there's a dog and everyone's smoking and there's a coffee shop on every corner. And I was like, yeah, this is Portland. And he said they must give him a gift basket when everyone moves here that includes a dog, a pound of coffee, and a bag of cigarettes. Because it's just, seriously, that's what everyone does. I've not been to Portland, but I've been told that if I went, I wouldn't come back. It's, it's really like nice. Place. Yeah. Well, in it, in it play, playing into that and the joke that Portland stuck in the 90s, if I could crawl inside of this movie and live, like mm. I think I've mentioned this before. It does. In the dress, you would fit in really well with, if you were left to your own devices, you yes. would dress like you were in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would love every second of it. Yeah. I'd be warm and happy and it would be San Francisco. So I'd be cool. <laughs> well, in Portland in my I'd world. I'd be cool but, and happy. But just basically everything about this, the world it creates in the 90s. I think I've said this to you before, either in friendship or on this show, like I think early 90s was where I, I should have been yeah. dropped. I got really close, which is yeah. amazing in the grand scheme of humanity. Like 10 years earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I could have done really well because like not just the fashion, the music. I love the Spin Doctors. I love <laughs> Blind Melon. Give me more of those guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved everything about this. <laughs> um, I just want to throw that out there for the movie right up top. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. And uh, as far as ratings, I mean, most people... Uh, well, half some people disagree. Some people agree. Six point four on IMDb, fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty five percent on Google. But Google, we're quickly learning, is a terrible way to right. figure out if a movie means anything. But so it's kind of middle ground, which mm-hmm. I disagree with. I love this movie. I did too. Halfway through it, I was on Amazon looking at how much a Blu Ray cost of it, mm. and I that's why I was texting it. you so much when I first started watching it. I was like, "This is great." Yes. 
It is. There's so many things in here. Do you want to give like a really, really, really short summary of this? Because it is a pretty simple. Yeah. The basics are pretty simple. That way if someone. Oh, and spoiler alert, there is a twist in it. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know, see it or just keep going. It doesn't matter to me. All right. Whatever. Um, so Mike Myers plays a guy named Charlie who uh, is always dating women but unable to commit and he's also a poet who like does slam poetry in San Francisco and he meets a woman who's a butcher and helps her because her shop is really busy one day and they go out on some dates she has a crazy sister who seems unstable who lives with her some of the time she also has a weird past that she doesn't talk about a lot but she seems that she's moved around a lot in her life he finds out from his friend who's a cop that there's an axe murderer who's been killing husbands on their honeymoon and he starts to think it's her so he gets cold feet and breaks up with her then someone confesses to one of the crimes so he believes it wasn't her after all harriet after all and he decides he wants to marry her he wants to commit they get married and then when they're on their honeymoon his cop friend finds out that it really was her and he's trying to save mike myers from her and they're having this awkward dinner they go back to the room and he starts getting attacked by her sister and it turns out it was her sister who was the actual murderer because she didn't want anyone taking her sister away from her. So she would write notes saying that the man had left and didn't love her after all and then she would actually secretly kill the man. So she's trying to attack him. The cop comes and they end up saving him and putting her in jail. And he and Harriet live happily ever after. Do you know who his best friend is in this movie? Tony, uh, what's his name? Giardino? No, the actual actor. Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah, do you know what else he's from? <sighs> I can't remember. Empire Records. Oh, yeah, he's the you, boss. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. That one jumped out to me when I saw it. That's another movie that's really like in my heart. Could we call that a romantic comedy? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Rex Manning. Maybe we'll do it on Rex Manning Uh, Day. Do they give a date for Rex Manning Day? Probably. Oh my God, if they do, we're going to have to do it on Rex Manning Day. Oh, I agree. Because I mean, that movie too, that was huge. And I love Gin Blossom. And I wanted to be Liv Tyler. And Ethan uh, Embry, April 8th. April 8th. So, uh, hey, everybody, yes. guess guess we know what we're releasing on April 8th. That'll be mm, on Rex Manning Day. Rex Manning Day. Uh, but let's get into Mike Myers' day here. Okay. So his parents, you gave a pretty good plot synopsis, so we can probably just kind of jump around on things. Yeah. He, his parents in this are hysterical when he goes over there. Cause I know. He, he plays his dad in it. And I, this was before Nettie Professor, right? Yeah. The reason he plays his dad, according to IMDb, is because they hadn't cast who would be his dad yet so in run throughs of the script he would just do the voice and his he's got it his dad was scottish so he was able to do a scottish accent and they thought it was so funny that they just kept him it also is about the whole movie i mean that part specifically but the whole movie with mike myers you can see like 
you can see the shades mm-hmm. of his later work Absolutely. really creeping out in like and the, even some Wayne's World stuff. Well, yeah, I'm just it, or especially a lot of like Austin Powers stuff. But yeah, you're right, Wayne's mm-hmm. World stuff too. But it's neat to kind of see like yeah. where these you know these germs of ideas, mm-hmm. and then you get to see what they became later. And I thought that was kind of neat. They had an Irish Wall of Fame in their house. I know. And I, I love so that. badly want to start a Polish Wall of Fame, love. but just oh, have it be should. Pope John Paul. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just different photos of Pope John. And yet Paul we got the Pope John Paul question incorrect on trivia. <laughs> then I, I was of no help. Oh, did we, we got it wrong? Yes. Ah, shit. What year did he become Pope? No, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, his parent, his parents were great in this. I think yeah. his dad alone is a reason to watch this, or him playing him his dad alone. Yeah. Uh, if there Who is based on his own father, who is Scottish, and then the mom was played by um... uh, Brenda Fricker. Yeah, and she was the woman with all the birds in Home Alone 2. Oh, she was, wasn't she? Okay. Yes, and she's actually been in quite a lot. I was surprised. I was looking up her IMDb, Mm -hmm. and she's been in... um... Oh, she was in My Left Foot. She's in A Time to Kill, Angels in the Outfield. So she's been around. I I just want to confirm. I just went on YouTube. If anybody does want to see Mike Myers playing the dad, there are there are supercuts of him just being the dad. Some of my personal favorites is his him talking about how much he hates Colonel Sanders and him singing "So You Think I'm Sexy" with a bagpiper who falls over at the end. Or yeah, if you think I I'm sexy. Yeah. So those are some of my favorites. And also how he yells it. Is that his grandson? His son, that's his other son. Oh, okay. Heed. Who has like a giant, <laughs> giant red <head>. fro. Yeah. <laughs> so basically Mike Myers in the beginning of this movie, he is commitment phobic. He gets serious with a girl mm-hmm. and then he's just like, I'm out of this. The His best friend Joe. Is um, a cop. Our best friend Tony uh, is, yeah, a cop and kind of gives him, you know, gives him shit like, you know, come on, man. like, you, Get it together. Yeah, get it together and... He ends up meeting the girl that runs the, or Harriet, who runs his butcher shop. And here's where it gets mm-hmm. kind of interesting to me. He goes into a butcher shop and then just starts working there. I know. Well, he goes in to get haggis, which is so gross. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had and it? No. Come Would on. you? No. I've wanted to try it. Ew. Isn't it just, it's a sheep's stomach with like a bunch of stuff. Malted barley and meat. I thought it was just like other organs and things. You wouldn't try haggis if it was put in front no, of you. Oh, God. Really? Ugh. I would try haggis. Haggis is a Scottish dish consisting of a sheep's or calf's offal, which is like the organ meat. Just like mm. the offal means like trash, basically. <laughs> Mixed with suet, which is fat, oatmeal, and seasoned and boiled in a bag made from the animal's stomach. So you wouldn't try that? Fuck no. Can you even get it, you think, nowadays places? Do you think we could... You can get it in Scotland. No, but I mean like here. Do you think there's a butcher here we can get it from? I don't know. Probably. It's Columbus. Hmm. I'd try it. I'd absolutely try it. I don't know that I'd order it if I was at a restaurant, though. No. Hmm. If I knew the butcher or whatever, like it was at like North Market or something, I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. It's gross. Hmm. It, so either way, though, he gets haggis there. And then he notices that she's really slammed, which 
I don't know, maybe a meat, maybe a butcher in 1994 in San Francisco on a Saturday is really slammed. I don't know. It, you know, big big box stores haven't taken over completely yet. But it's like, who the hell needs all this meat at like 10 or 11 a.m. on a Saturday? What's going on? I Okay, see, then we took two different things from this scene. You took it as odd that it was that crowded. I took it as odd that does he not have a job? That he's it's a just, Saturday. Yeah, but then it seemed like through the movie, he continued yeah, to work there true. pretty regularly. Oh, like, I was no, like, I didn't think of that. Because they showed like cut. I, thought I they don't showed, know what like, he did for a job, actually. Because they showed like in montages he's later in the poet. movie. <laughs> yeah, but later in the movie, they show like montages where he was helping there. Yeah, I'm pretty he, sure. Well, he just became her helper. So you think it was just Saturday help? I don't know. What I, the hell did he do for a job other than... Slam poetry. No, do you know what I actually thought when... So again, never saw this movie, didn't know what the turn was going to be. I knew it wasn't so obvious that she was the murderer. Mm-hmm. There was a period that I thought the turn was going to be that they both thought each other was an axe murderer yeah. and neither was. And that she'd point out to him, there'd be like cut scenes of him like, you know, coming in to help in the butcher. Like, uh, I know how to be a butcher and how all the oddball stuff he did, <laughs> that it would be framed I'd like be she funny. thought he was a serial killer. Huh. That's what I thought it was going to be, especially when it was like, he doesn't have a job, but he knows a lot about butchery. Hmm. Mm. Well, and then the other thing that was strange about that is that if it's so busy and he's offering to help, he doesn't really make her any more efficient. He's just fucking around with all the meat. Yeah. And, like, chasing people around and throwing meat at them. Well, and also a butcher, is liability not a thing in 92? Right. I mean, again, another reason I would love to live there is apparently running and starting a small business is a lot easier than it is today. Because she's just like, here's a cleaver, homeboy. Like, go nuts. I've met you once. You bought haggis. I know. Here's all my meat stuff. Harriet's a trusting person. She is. Despite all of her heartbreak you know what as i and maybe this is too early to bring this up but i have it in my notes here so i must have been thinking it like mike myers one love i love mike myers i love i love the wayne's world you know the austin powers mm-hmm. you name it i love just everything he does i love his snl skits i think he's a hysterical mm-hmm. guy as i was watching this and just his type of comedy do you think it, like he a guy with a comedic style like his would get popular today at all like do you think someone with this Hmm. kind of almost because he has like yeah because the 90s were a very like i don't want to say naive but like a more simple time where you there's more room for goofballs well i wrote here that he's he's innocent but naughty comedy yeah it doesn't ever feel dirty but it's like and it doesn't even feel like it's towing the line but it is Mm -hmm. and i just i don't know and that stinks because he's just like such a boy not a man but it stinks (laughs) because i don't even know you know he hasn't made like a a movie in a while or like a real myers movie it's the love guru really sucks i like the love guru song it was i thought it was funnier than most people said, but that was 10 years ago. That was 2008. Yeah. So yeah, well, he I don't starts know. to become a caricature of himself when yeah. he goes too far. I don't know. It just got me kind of thinking, though, what other great comedians and actors might we have missed just because they may have come yeah. along slightly too late for their style. Because, like, like you said, the 90s was just kind of this naive time mm-hmm. for comedy where you could be a little more outlandish but still be sweet. And it was a weird line to, it was an interesting line to walk that just, I don't think you could today. Well, apparently the role was originally intended for Chevy Chase. No. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> I don't know if... And it was supposed to be darker. Like, Woody Allen even considered it, too. It was originally... I think his name was Robert Fried mm-hmm. or Freed. Mm-hmm. Um, he and the original writer, Robbie Fox, were just talking out loud, and he wanted Robbie to write something about, like, an axe murder. What if this happened? And it was much darker and more, like, more about, like, anxiety. And then they cast um, Mike Myers, or they... He got into the project, and he and his friend Neil Malarkey like rewrote a ton of it mm. and like changed a lot of the tone. Mm. And then there was this battle with Robbie Fox about Neil Malarkey getting a writing credit, and they even went to like the the Writers Guild of America, and in arbitration, the Writers Guild sided with Robbie Fox, and the other guy never got any credit. Oh wow! But that contributed to this whole rumor that Mike Myers was hard to work with and was like a prima donna and wouldn't come out of his trailer. When in actuality, the director said he was very nice. He was, you know, in it a lot farther than a lot of actors are because he had so much to do with rewriting it. Mm-hmm. But in general, he was not a prima donna at all. Yeah. He was just a little more difficult to work with because he had so much invested. Yeah. It wasn't just like he showed up and was reading largely someone else's words at that right. point. Yeah. Jeez. I hate to hear those. I hate to hear anytime someone you really, really enjoy might be difficult to work with. Or well, it sounds like there. he wasn't. Yeah. Well, he's always say don't meet your heroes either. Yeah. So try not to hear much about him either. And then the director's name's Thomas. I assume it's Schlame or Schlame. Either way, it's not good. <laughs> Schlame. Well, Schlame, Schlamazel. Or Schlame. <laughs> Schlame? <laughs> S-C-H-L-A-M-M-E. He was a producer and director for West Wing for a long time. Tracy takes on with Tracy Ullman. Sports Night, which I'm always you talking love about. Sports Night, and I've never seen Obviously, it. he's worked a lot with, um, what's his name, Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the director of the Americans for five years. I think he currently is actually tons of stuff. And he, um, nope, sorry. And, uh, Freed, the fried or Freed, the producer met Harriet, AKA Nancy Travis on set and they got married. So it's kind of like Casper yeah, that they got married and now they have two kids. They've been married since 1994. Oh, huh. yeah. cool. So he meets Harriet, mm-hmm. and then he start. He goes. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when he went to Alcatraz with his friend yeah. and <laughs> Phil a Phil Hartman cameo. Holy shit! And his he was a tour guide yes. named Vicky, and he does this. I don't know if you caught it because it was only in camera for a second. He does this slow walk where he turns, and it's just so purposeful yeah. with his arm. I I I laughed by myself eating a sandwich to that walk. That was out of freaking control. Oh, Phil Hartman. That was my favorite scene in this whole movie. And he's giving him the stink eye because the whole time Mike Myers is... Is this the Talking. part where he's saying, like, she's the one and the guy's saying, yeah, or is he getting trepidatious? No, this is when... Oh. No, I don't know. When they were in Alcatraz. Either way, they were talking through the whole Alcatraz tour yeah. and they kept getting the stink eye from Vicky. And then he's, like, <laughs> talking about, like, funny thing in this cell... These two guys made a shiv oh, and God. like <laughs> tore out his eyes and then they peed into the ocular cavities. 
all right cafeteria is this way it's like oh. that yeah that that was one of my favorite parts in this entire movie and also because i love tours both giving and taking so of course you do yeah uh and you've been to alcatraz right didn't no no actually what? sarah i have not been to alcatraz here you didn't go no because here's the thing they don't tell you about alcatraz when you do no preparation for a trip to san francisco you have to prepare for a trip to san francisco apparently the alcatraz tours sell out like two to three months in advance oh shit and you can get up at like 3 a.m. base. I think it was seriously 3, 4 a.m. Get up and go stand in a standby line Ugh. for an hour or two with no guarantee that you'll get one. Ooh. And so Stephanie wa- kind of wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I think me being like, are you really sure that you want to go stand on a street in mm. San Francisco at night when I don't That's have why a I jacket? thought you were on a boat. No, we did, a, we, did a har- we just did a harbor tour, mm. which I also did not have adequate clothing for. Hey, here's the other thing about San Francisco <laughs> that I've talked about before, too. It's cold, it's cold. and no one tells you that until mm. you're there. So uh, I said that in the other episode. I, I told you. I don't know. You might have. <laughs> no, you told me that I would like the climate a lot because it was cooler, but I didn't piece that together to mean cold at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that. The fog. I, you probably and... you probably made it. I'd like to go. Yeah, I'll say this about Mike Myers and the girl who plays Harriet Nancy Travis. I think they genuinely had chemistry mm-hmm. in this movie, and that that's one yeah. thing that like, I mean, it's a romantic comedy. It seems ridiculous to have to state it, but we've seen a couple where they just don't have chemistry, yeah. and it sours the whole movie. Like, mm-hmm. I think you could have put them in another romantic comedy together, and yeah. I would have watched them. I think they could have been a good romantic comedy couple. She said that he taught her a lot about. Like imp- they apparently they improvised a lot, mm. and he taught her a lot about like comedic timing and like staying loose on the set mm. because he's just so funny. Mm. So it worked. Yeah, I wish that there would have been some more mm. of them together because yeah, it was a good, a good mm. kind of give and take. And she's uh, Nancy Travis, who I keep wanting to call Nancy Myers. Uh, Nancy Travis, she's in Last Man Standing. She plays Tim Allen's wife, mm. which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen's back. He's not just doing pure Michigan commercials anymore. He's back on TV. The man with nine lives. Yeah, he, yeah, he really is. And then Debbie Mazer, Mazer's in it. I think that's how Mazar. you her. Mazar. Mm-hmm. I like her and stuff too. She She's in it for just a quick second is she's his best great. friend's girlfriend. And mm-hmm. what are they talking about? Uh, things, things that are so gross you wouldn't do them. And she's Well, says, it's or, like a, it's almost like a would you rather situation. Mm. And she cannot seem to understand, like, if you had to choose between, like, eating a pancake with a cigarette stuff snubbed out in it or eating something off the bottom of someone's shoe, and she, like, couldn't play the game. She, like, couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I like her and stuff. She's good. She's I mean, great. Entourage, she's in Empire Records, too. Yes, she is. And Goodfellas and all that. So, yep. I mean, she's she's a fun fun mm-hmm. one so they're they're dating things are going successful successfully and then he starts to think she is an axe murderer because his mom gives him an article uh like national Enquirer. yeah because that's her paper yeah that's the paper she reads and he starts seeing all these like because she's secretive about her past and she like she starts trying to give him a smoothie and he won't take it and that's a funny scene that's later yeah yeah because um, all of a sudden he is starting to suspect that maybe there's something to these stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then eventually that he breaks up with her because he thinks she's a murderer. Yeah, because right? it's just getting too weird. She mm. has, 
you know, something from Atlantic City. She has this martial arts outfit. Oh, my God. Wait, let me stop you. My favorite part in this. Sorry. Another in the Alcatraz. My favorite line in this movie I want to steal is when he walks into her apartment. And he's looking around. He goes, you know what this apartment could really use is a giant Atlantic City poster. And he turns around and goes, ah. Oh, perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I am going to start no. stealing out of people's See, houses. My favorite line was when he he wakes up in the morning in her bed after sleeping with her on the first date and sees someone in the shower and walks in and it, it turns out it's not her. It's some woman. He screams and runs downstairs. Turns out it's her sister. She comes down and she's like, He's like, no, I can't stay. I got to leave. And she's like, no, well, how, you know, I could. Oh, yeah. Don't you, aren't you interested in bacon and silver dollar pancakes and eggs? He's like, I'm all right. And then she's pouring him cereal Fruit Loops. And she's like, we don't have any of that. That's so funny. I like that. When I saw that character, too, the character of her sister, Mm -hmm. she's quirky, quirky type person. Oh, my gosh. It got me thinking, I really wish that we had. I. I have in the past had a very like quirky, unique, artsy friend, mm-hmm. like a close one, but in, I don't anymore. Like we, I still talk to them, but like I, they're not in my immediate friend group anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like we should work on that because I feel like in our group, we could bring in like a unique artsy person, not a regular player, not like first, not like first string <laughs> first friend. String. Yeah. But like a backup or it's like, you know, maybe you see them once a month, twice a month and they just come in and zhuzh up things in your life. Hmm. And then, you know, then they're off doing something interesting. Yeah. I think kind of like a wild card, but you know, like a, like a lighthearted goofball, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, well, like kind of like her, but not an ax murderer. I agree. That's good. Yes. Uh, her name is Rose. And she's played by Amanda Plummer, who is the daughter of Christopher Plummer, which is kind of crazy. You don't know who Christopher know Plummer who Christopher is? Plummer God is. damn it. No, I don't. Christopher fucking Plummer? I know the name. What would I know Christopher Plummer from? <sighs> he replaced Kevin Spacey in um, that movie... For the love of money, I think, or uh, because Kevin got in trouble for all the Me Too shit. I know that, he but I don't know who that is. He's very famous. Well, I'm sitting at a computer, Sarah. I don't yeah. know why I don't just type it in myself and mm-hmm. see. But she has such a face for crazy. Like, she just yeah. looks like a crazy person. She was the woman in Pulp Fiction when they were robbing the diner. Oh, uh, uh, what did he call her? Uh, love, lovey or something? Yeah. I know what he called her. Mm-hmm. She just, uh, she just has a great face for being completely messed up. She's always able to like. Oh, and she was in the Hunger Games. Huh. Yeah, she's really good. You know who else is in this movie? Now we're talking about people that are just good in it. Uh, another good scene was he went to. He was going to put a note, uh, uh, an announcement for his parents' anniversary. Again, his parents are great in this in the paper mm-hmm. and he goes in and this is classic old newspaper shit before the internet yeah and my dad used to work at the newspaper so it's true they have these departments i haven't ever seen anyone walking off the street to talk to people but i guess you can mm-hmm. and just basically walk into the bullpen and start talking to <laughs> that would be so much fun the the editor or what is it called the classifieds yeah 
And then right next door is the <laughs> obituaries. But he walks in and he's and the two people that are talking to him right there is is a guy named Mike Haggerty that just he's in everything. He, the, yeah. the the more heavier set guy with the push broom mustache. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in everything. And then Michael Richards comes out of nowhere too. So that that and was... they're talking really glibly about death and obituaries, mm-hmm. and they think that he's taking offense, but he just wants to know more about this. Uh, plumber who'd apparently died mm. and he's trying to put together like when did he die and what happened and you know, where'd they find his body so as i was watching this the other thing that it, these movies have made me i won't say more aware necessarily of of how i present myself but it's made me more aware of the things that i wish i presented myself like <laughs> if that makes any really? sense and and the uh-huh. one thing that this movie stressed to me is so mike meyer's character is he's he's goofy he's nice he's sweet he's outgoing and all that but he's he's kind of cl- kind of classy in like a 90s way you know yeah. he does slam poetry at uh, he's well uh, respected <laughs> yeah in in you know he's anytime he's walking to one of these clubs or whatever there's like jazz underplaying mm-hmm. him a lot and it made me go like i wrote here i wish i was someone that when people looked at me they heard jazz because that's how they presented this character mm, it's like a cool yeah. ja- you know just a cool jazz guy cat. that was classy <laughs> and <laughs> and i wish i just oozed jazz like that but i'm very aware that i am not and i don't know how to get from here to there or if at this point in my life mm. it's even possible and I'm not asking you to tell me how. I'm just saying that's what these movies are making me look at. If you on the West Coast, you would be more likely. Your location isn't helping you. Yeah. Well, and also I don't go to coffee shops. And, and... it's not the right year. Well, that's what I mean. Again, like yeah. 92, 93, I, I'm just, this would have been a sweet mm-hmm. spot for 20-year-old, 21, 25-year-old Justin. Yeah. You know? That's true. But but I do, but they really do create, he's not just thrown out there. It's like a pretty fleshed out character, yeah. at least is what you, you Although we don't as. know what his job is. I guess he's a poet. That apparently. seems to be the only thing he actively does. Somehow. I guess that's not that important. Mm-hmm. So it says when why when he's when he's um doing his poetry does he suddenly have like a New York Jewish accent? I don't know, but I like Harriet, hard hearted harbinger of haggis. It's like what happened to your voice? Beautiful, bemused, bellicose butcher, untrusting, unknowing, unloved. Oh no, unloved. Ed? Ed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, to lift the veil a little bit, we had talked about trying to do the description of this movie in like a jazz poetry type thing and neither of us ended up doing it. But I will admit to you, I did kind of try. Oh. And I realized that. I don't really know how to write poetry other than to pretend hmm. that I'm writing it and what it sounds like to me. But then I was, as I was doing it, I was like, Sarah actually knows literature and probably knows poetry. And she would just tell me that I'm talking like that. I wasn't actually there. I didn't yeah. have any beats. I didn't have any, I was just kind of doing these stops. And that's how I, I mean, do that seems kind of like what it is. Oh, okay. See, I thought you, that's part of why I didn't do it is I was just, man, I know Sarah's going to tell me that I didn't Depends do it. Depends on the poetry. Well, I figured if I described I mean, if the movie. Reverse, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. Um, God, cause what did I, ha- I did have one line that I really liked, uh, about how he meets, he meets a, a girl that to him is the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker. Mm. I thought that was kind of, mm-hmm. 
I liked it, but I like that. But I didn't. I was too scared. on the nose. I was too scared you'd make fun of me, so I didn't do it. No. <laughs> Which is funnier, a thigh master or a shake weight? Because he's using a thigh master That's in this. Pretty and funny. I gotta say, thigh master. But isn't he using it backwards? I couldn't. If you held a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you how to use a I thigh master. I thought it was supposed correctly. to go with the ball thing toward you, but he's. The ball thing's away from him. I mean, does it really matter? It's still resistance. Yeah, I, I guess, guess it doesn't matter. Down. That doesn't work at all, though. Does like the idea that you can work one muscle group to get it smaller? Muscle isolation it or doesn't, muscle what, doesn't yeah. work. Like <laughs> you can work those muscle groups to make them stronger, but unless you do cardio or cut calories, you can't like make your thighs smaller. Yeah, well, it's, I don't think that that's. So I had a friend that was really into working out. And he pointed out kind of what you're saying about the the most of those like as seen on TV gadgets. Mm-hmm. But the one thing he did have a caveat with, and I have no clue if this is true, but I feel Biceps. like it is. Well, no, he, no. he, he yeah, but that's <laughs> how do you think I got these? No, he said that they each actually do usually do one. They actually do one muscle pretty good, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So you're just doing one. And so he had this dream of hitting the lotto. And this is, I guess, how I don't know if it's hitting the lotto, but he had this dream of having a gym in his house. But all that was in it was these made as seen on TV, whatever like things. And he swore up and down that he thinks he could get a killer workout routine using nothing but them, but knowing how to couple them for different muscles. That makes sense. And I, I don't know if he'll ever do it, but I always thought it was like the coolest idea of a thought experiment, like just a gym with shake weights and everything. Yeah. And thigh masters. That ab thing, the ab roller. Yeah. The ab roller. Or what about, did you ever see, what was the one, the ab board? It was like you brought it against your abs and all it, I think all it did was hurt you. Pretty much. Did you ever do the belt? The the electric belt? Brian's dad had one. And of course he turned it all the way up. Yes. And was like, which is like classic. Did you ever get to try it? No, he didn't have it anymore by the time I <sighs> I had a him. friend that, that put it on me once and it was it was more weird than anything else, but the minute you tried it, you're kinda of like, How did anybody think this would work? Like you can tell <laughs> Have you not wet your pants? <laughs> like it just feels like it's stinging you kind of. It wasn't yeah. like you know, I wasn't sitting there like, Oh yeah, this is gonna do it. This, this is, is that six pack is coming. They had a romantic movie in this where they were, uh, and I think I'm going to lift it because it was a really good way to tell someone how to scratch your back in bed. He was oh, giving yeah. her directions of around the city on his mm-hmm. back. And like, oh, the Castro. I think that would be a really, I think that's functional. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, uh, uh, you know, Clintonville, Clintonville, Bexley, Bexley campus, campus, campus. <laughs> Brian doesn't know the areas of Columbus well enough to <laughs> be able to do that. <laughs> Be like, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I should do Cincinnati. He would know Cincinnati. Do you know Cincinnati well enough to Fuck tell yeah. him now? Oh, I don't. Hilly I, part. Well, hilly part. Other hilly part. Lots part, of hills. Yeah, part that's not like a grid. There are seven hills in Cincinnati. There's two. There's a lot. So they do get, they do break up. Mm-hmm. But where they break up in the background, did you see the lovely painted ladies staring yeah, at us? Yeah, I did. I sat, at the park. I sat on that hill. I, I think I sat exactly where they break up. Wow. And I wish I'd known that before I go went because uh, that would have been fun. Been so fun. the painted ladies from Full House are, are in of this, course. which was cool. Then he goes to try and get her back after he, I, what he after like you said. Someone uh, confesses to mm-hmm. the crime of killing the plumber. Mm-hmm. So his friend's like, you're off the hook, man. It's not her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm such an idiot. So then he gets on. She won't. 
answer his calls or won't talk to him. So he gets on the roof next to her building, and that's when he does that Harriet poem. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he tries to he tries to get her to give him a chance, and she won't. So he goes to her house for a grand gesture. Yeah. And, br- and brings the band. Yeah. Which I thought, I like that, that that was kind of the grand gesture. The grand gesture in this movie didn't typically yeah, romantic later. comedies. They, well, they typically, they kind of come like. I mean, they come later. They yeah, come they at come the very later. end. Yeah, this one came this early. in the middle, yeah. Yeah, but he brings a whole, or a three-piece like jazz band jazz up band. and does a really bad, which is on, that's on the soundtrack. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's, that's only, only one cool. of his uh, poems there is on the soundtrack and it's that one Aww. which I thought that was pretty funny at the end what does he say like this isn't any good and this poem sucks this is really hard and this poem sucks Sarah if a guy shows so I don't know if you've ever had any grand gestures done to you as a girl but no. or a woman but uh, mm. what if a guy showed up I'm not asking in ge- well you can tell me if you want what it was but what if a guy showed up and did like jazz poetry for you? like he got a band you're mad at him Hell, put yourself in this situation. Breaks up with you. It makes it clear, like, that's the end of it, whatever. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden shows up with a three-piece band reading ja- reading jazz poetry to you. Yeah. Do you think you'd give that guy another shot? Yeah. Is that... So a grand gesture mm-hmm. could work with you. Well, yeah. Brian and I broke up for... Brian broke up with me for, like, 15 hours. <laughs> 15 hours? Yeah. And I was like, you're an idiot. And I think you're breaking up with me for all the wrong reasons. And it's just stupid. And he's like, okay, I've had a great time. And I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> and then the next morning he called and was like, can we meet up and talk? And I was like, fine. And he came up to Dayton, talked about how he'd made a huge mistake. And we got back together. Here we are. But no grand gesture. No, but that would have been fun. Yeah. So a grand gesture would work at, at, to some extent. A grand I mean, gesture if would work for he you. like burned a bunch of bridges, no. Mm-hmm. But if he just broken up with me like Mike Myers had, then yeah. yeah. So like a normal mistake. Yeah. Like a normal mistake. Mm-hmm. I've tried the grand gesture thing before. Has not worked out well in really? my experience. Yeah, you did, need someone as romantic as you. I that actually uh, largely probably killed any of the romance left in me. Mm. <laughs> One day on this podcast, I will probably tell that story, and uh, I think it will answer a lot of questions for you about how I became the person I am. Mm. That's sad. <laughs> no, it's fine. We all live the. You know, I'm doing okay, man. All right. I'm doing all right. So they do get back together, and they end up going to his parents. 30th wedding anniversary mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and again which means he's like 28 yeah which i'm like oh god younger than me and you there is no way mike myers was tw- it, as an actor yeah he was well was over wondering. 28 during this the film so well, yeah what year was he this born? was 93 1993 and he was born in 63 so 30. 30. So he was 30. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, uh, here's as though we owe Mr. Myers an apology. Not really. He wasn't 28. Yeah, Mr. Myers, I don't owe you an apology. Fuck you. So they go to this so they go to this <laughs> uh so they go to his parents' wedding anniversary and the dad gives a really sweet speech that mm-hmm. sways um Mike Myers to ask Harriet to marry him. Yeah. And she's very resistant. And then the dad says some sweet things about his son. And then Harriet says, yes. All right, let's do it. Yeah. And I think then we just fast forward to them getting married, right? 
I think yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. And his dad's dressed. They're all in the kilt. There's like a little bit of stuff, but yeah. Have you ever been to a wedding where it was, I know we've talked yes. about theme weddings, but have you been to, oh, mm-hmm. you have? Yeah. Like a kilted? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What was that like? I mean, exactly the same as a wedding Well, with they were Catholic, um, so it was still a Catholic mass, but they were very Scottish. And every man in the wedding party wore a kilt with a sporin, which is the little purse thing. Mm, where they keep their and, change in lipstick. That's right. <laughs> and condoms. <laughs> yeah, and condoms. Uh, and Goat skin. Everyone's like, no one wears underwear under kilts. Well, I read a lot of Outlander, so I'm an expert on this now. Uh, on what men wear under kilts? Uh-huh. And back in the 1700s and 1800s, no one wore under. Well, it was in the 1800s. The underwear started happening. Um, but people just didn't wear underwear. Like, underwear wasn't a part of human life. Mm-hmm. Like, women had, like, petticoats and tons of, like, underskirts. Mm. And men just wore pants or breeches. But mm. nobody wore underwear. So when you wore a kilt, you didn't wear underwear because they didn't exist. Mm. So that's where that comes from. Mm. Normally now in our day and age, you would probably want to wear <laughs> underwear. I went to... But- the only experience I have with a kilt in that manner is I went to a improv, an improv comedy thing in college that I still wish would have changed my life. Looking back, I should have started doing <laughs> it, but I, I just remember there was a guy there wearing a kilt for no real reason. This was at Dayton, like on a Friday or something hmm. in in a little was theater. It a utility kilt. Uh, no, it was just a regular kilt, but good. wearing it just on like a wedding or like a Friday. But I still remember Jake, you looking back, he probably had been asked, what do you wear under the kilt a million times? Yeah. And he had an answer ready, but it just killed. He just went your mother's lipstick. <laughs> and I, that sticks with me to this day. And just the way he delivered it against He's probably the, so fucking tired of that well, question. And it was like the improv group started, a group of improv college comedians mm. started picking on him. And he was just like, I'm not having this. Because yeah. I think he looked like he was a little, not old, old, but like just yeah. graduated college. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't a student. So wait, so... Have you been to any other, uh, um, I don't know what to call them. I don't want to say like. Ethnic? Yeah, like ethnic weddings. Like Stephanie's yeah. been to an Indian one in India. Me too, not in India. Okay, I've never an been. Wedding. I've never been any anything like that. I've only been mm-hmm. to the normal. Um, How boring for you. White people barn weddings with. Barn weddings. That's, I mean, isn't that the typical white, white girl barn wedding? weddings. Yeah. I've only been to one and it was like a month ago. What, a barn wedding? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I've been to a couple. It was beautiful. No, they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You all look very similar. But Pinterest. All lovely. But very nice. Have you seen, there's on Reddit, a the starter pack subreddit, and one of them is like white girl wedding, and it's oh like God. a barn, and whatever those little candles are called, there's a type of, the little tiny ones. The votives or the, the, the no, tea lights? Tea lights, that's it. And yeah. Like bell jars, the yeah, bell yeah. canning and all that. The mason jars, yeah. Uh so hit, watch the clip if again if watch this movie but at the very least look at the clips of his dad again singing rod stewart with a bagpiper who then passes <laughs> out yeah. and his dad just I guess yelling. It, that does happen because that is there so much force you have to blow into the bagpipes like yeah. people do that playing the trumpet too my dad really? has passed out i've almost passed out really because if you just keep playing you think you can keep yeah. pushing the air and then you realize you haven't breathed in too long and you start to get lightheaded. Does trumpet do circular breathing or is that just woodwinds? No, trumpet does not do circular okay. breathing. Because I know like saxophone does, can do it. Hmm. I guess that, yeah, you 
the bra- I mean, brass would take people more can force. tell me that I'm wrong, but I don't, I've never done. No, I guess that would breathing. make sense because a trumpet's more forceful, right? Yeah. When you play it. Yeah. The high, because with the trumpet, like all the open notes, like C's and G's mm. are all, you don't play the keys mm. at all. So it just depends on how much air you force through your lips and like the tighter you keep your lips and the faster the air flows, the higher the note goes. Hmm. So you have to be really freaking forceful the higher yeah. you get. The who was the guy with the big cheeks? Was Dizzy Gillespie? Yeah, he it, was not playing correctly. No, I know, and I read that, but I saw a video of him actually like going for it, and it yeah. looks like a puffer fish. It's oh amazing. yeah, my stepdad like damaged the nerves in his neck and has chronic pain from playing the trumpet. trumpet? Yeah, he has a he has a tr- uh, the whole side of his face went completely numb. And he couldn't, and he still to this day because has a lot of pain. Because he was blowing wrong or so? So hard. Like one time did it or it was like over Oh no, time. years okay. and years. But but from doing that so much, he strained those muscles. And then at one time, he lost all feeling in the side of his face and like almost passed out. That's and absolutely Instead amazing. of stopping playing, he continued to play. and For the love of trumpet. Yeah, he finally gave up like 15 years ago. I don't think he's played in at least 10 years but it killed him because he's really good yeah and he wanted to play high instead of just playing like a normal person yeah he wanted to play as high as he freaking could and he really he's a hot rod himself player. up wow yeah. he's I, really good but really i had ambitious. no clue that there were trumpeting injuries oh yeah that's my oh name. i i still have like I'm going when I'm older to have like pouches under my lips. Trumpet pouches? From, like these muscles are really freaking strong. And then they like, you get indents. And yeah, I mean, it's. I yeah. had absolutely no idea the world is opening up before me. Yeah. I wonder what other instruments have injuries I don't know about. Oh, lots. Are you kidding me? I'm no. Violinists I'm, have neck problems. Okay. This is, we're having a conversation. Yeah. You're opening the world before me. Yeah. I like, oh, yeah. I wonder if like sousaphone and tuba. Oh yeah, well tubas are heavy as hell. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And the way you hold it, Mm -hmm. and there's a joke about the French horn. Like, what did the, what did, why did the girlfriend break up with a French horn player? And uh, it's, it's like because. I he was a terrible lover, but I love the way he held me, or something like that. Because like your hand has to be like up inside the French horn, basically. <laughs> there are all kinds of band jokes. Loki doki. Yes. So we've gotten way off track. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll bring it back in. So they they do end up getting married. And Wait, but really quick though. Yes. What instrument hurts the worst? No. Other than like non-denominational or Catholic, have you been to a different wedding? I've been to one that had like the groom was Jewish. Mm -hmm. And so they had like elements of each. Okay, But I think that's really the most. But you've never been to a full Jewish wedding? No, I have not. Mm. You know, in my defense, I was Catholic school from first grade through college. You know, I mean, I was that's that's what was there. Mm -hmm. I mean. I'm not making excuses, but I'm making excuses. <laughs> I'd like to. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've just been to your normal Midwest. I mean, I've weddings. been the vast, vast majority have been Catholic, uh, including the Scottish wedding mm. was Catholic. But I think the Indian one, Stephanie went all the way to India for one, and that sounded bonkers. It's I mean, it's, she said it was like a three-day event. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I know. 
So they end up getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the ceremony, gosh, what was the moment she, he was getting trepidatious again at the reception and then she, she started, started singing. Sing. Yeah. What the hell is the name of that song? Um, it's a really like weird song. That's like only you. Yeah. That I don't, I wouldn't know that song, but it somehow came up as like something that was sung at each person's wedding of the people who were killed. Oh wait, did they actually say that? Yeah. In the, oh, I must have missed that. And he's like, well, hopefully she doesn't know only you. And then she starts singing it. <laughs> oh no, I missed that part. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So there's that. Well, and then, and so then they end up going up, um, to a hotel, something about, was it a poet? He went there. Is the is the poet's hotel or whatever? Yeah, and I love that because they stay in the Robert Burns room, and he's a very famous Scottish poet. Mm-hmm. It's so classic. And on the way up, he makes a comment to her about like, "I'm your favorite husband," and she kind of freaks out for a yeah. second. And and while this is all going on, they show his partner doing his some friend. or his friend or sorry friend that's a cop doing mm-hmm. some legwork and finding out that the person who had confessed was just like a serial confessor she mm. just loved confessing to murders and then he had looked up asked people about sent people the picture of her and said is this the woman that killed your friend no that married that married your friend friend in each case it was yes so he's trying to call through but of course there's a storm so he's like trying to take a little tiny like biplane up there because apparently it's up the coast north of san francisco and we get and we get what i would call this movie's cameo keeping in keeping in mind it's the 90s and we get steven wright as the pilot yeah and at the time he was a pretty popular i mean he's still he's known obviously but he's a popular comic so i would call him our cameo yeah i think so yeah and he's pretty funny because he keeps hilarious he keeps falling asleep oh yeah 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 but I've never done it at night. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. They end up landing. He tries getting a car. and it... He calls through at one point. Yeah. But then it gets cut off. Because of a storm. Yeah. And they put them in. And Mike Myers is trying to avoid. He talks to him and says, like, Harry, it's the murderer. Stay away. Mm-hmm. So Mike Myers just tries staying stay away, away from, from her. her he closes himself in another room well they put him in a marriage chair what's a marriage oh, chair is that a thing they were down at dinner yeah yeah and then he's trying to like stay away yeah but then they pick him up and shove him in a chair together but and they, like they, run they, them upstairs yeah but they call it a marriage chair yeah i don't is know that if that's a, thing? a real thing or if that's just a hotel tradition um i've typed in marriage chair mm-hmm uh, on Amazon, we can buy wedding chairs. Ooh. Thirteen types of wedding chairs for your big day. Uh, no, no. Um, I don't know what that's about. We're gonna assume. I that think it's, it's not probably a just a hotel thing. Okay, like we're gonna shove you in this chair and run mm. you around the hotel. And there's something very strange about that. That's an old kind of thing too, where like people wanted to make sure that you consummated yeah. the marriage. Mm. And so they like wait outside the door and like shove you in there together. It's yeah. like very seven minutes in heaven yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so then they, they get, get up sh- to their room and she what? 
she gra- I just think it's he grabs the axe and again up in, still up until this point I really thought it was going to be her the flip side being her being like she he's the axe he murder. that's what I really thought um, it was going to be because he gets in there and he's the one acting so weird not yeah. her and he goes for the axe yeah like I really thought that was going to be the turn and hmm. it would have been a good turn I mean the yeah. one we got was pretty good and what then he closes her in the bedroom mm. right and then he finds a note and it's like harriet i'm sorry i can't do this i have to leave and he's like what the hell is this and then rose like comes out of nowhere and she's like you're not supposed to be here and he's and starts attacking him and they like run all over the hotel get on the roof and yeah and harriet's screaming like rose is attacking him and Tony doesn't believe her. He breaks into the room, tries to arrest her, and she's like, it's my sister, and they're on the roof. And he's, like, not listening, and she's like, don't you hear that clunking sound? And she's, like, chopping at the roof at his fingers because he's, like, hanging over the edge and all this craziness. And I can't believe no one fell off that roof after all of that. Yeah. Well, she did fall off, but he caught her, and then... His, yeah. bu- his buddy grabs her and we find From out inside. that and we find out that she she's been killing killed everyone. everybody yeah that's Jeez. isn't that just kind of the end of the movie but i think that would really fuck you up like your brain if i'm harriet and i genuinely fell in love with three guys yes and now yeah, yeah, four yeah. guys yeah, yeah yeah and find out that my sister killed them all that it wasn't me yeah and like I would have to go through like a serious period of mourning and introspection before I feel like I'd be ready to be married yeah. to Mike Myers. Not that he doesn't deserve to be married to her or they they aren't good together, but I think it would just be so difficult emotionally to deal with the fact that like I had thought it was one thing and now it turns out Yeah. It was totally different, and now I've lost my apparently only sibling because she's fucking nuts yeah. <laughs> in jail, and I have to reevaluate the fact that I was married three other times. Yeah, no, there's a lot of fallout. I wonder what, did they state the timeline of the the husband's dying like how not quick really, they were no i mean not that, but that it would is make... impressive for her to be only whatever age she is we'll 35 see. at the most yeah. and to have gone on her fourth husband husband now. yeah no, i get and what you're saying this... as you would think she would have written off men y- yeah by then yeah. you know or written off marriage, but that's also what I don't understand. Why didn't she just say to him, I'm not saying tell him like all my husbands are, are got murdered, but I've been married three times. She doesn't know They've... that. Well, okay. She then, thinks the... they left. Oh, yeah, okay. Because her sister wrote these fake notes. Guess what Justin realized till you just said it, oh, that they no. all got notes and not just Mike Myers. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I didn't realize that. So she that. was yeah. dealing with low self-esteem the oh, whole movie. Oh, my God. The whole yeah. movie just changed. <laughs> Another no. case of me missing a very easy to grasp piece of this movie. I didn't realize that they all got That's letters. That's why she was so weird. It, no, now the movie makes because a lot of sense. Because she was like sense. really oh my God. like insecure. Is that why she was weird when he asked about the yeah. sam the like the karate outfit? Yeah. God damn it. She I'm, didn't know they were dead. 
man. I'm not, she okay. thought they'd left. I didn't. I didn't realize they all got notes. I thought just Mike Myers yeah. for some reason. So she's looking for love. Will I ever watch one of these movies I and don't actually? Know. I gotta stop eating during it. Maybe Apparently. that's it. I can't, I just, it's not drinking. That's the problem. No, it's, it's, it's like eating. eating a sandwich during it. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. She would be a basket case. Yeah. You'd think no one. Holy shit! Then yeah. him breaking up with her yeah. was like the worst thing he could do. Mm-hmm. There's no jazz poetry that could come back from that. You wouldn't think so. Oh my god, Harriet. Except that at least he came back and did a grand gesture because every other guy just disappeared yeah aka was dead yeah but oh yeah. my god she's this... very lovable apparently wow yeah i didn't get that she's the marrying type <sighs> absolutely and her sister's the crazy type <laughs> all right so let's talk about the soundtrack because it is fantastic yeah uh there she goes is pretty much like the song of the do they play it probably four times yeah. at least there she goes she which goes i completely again. forgot it was by the boo radleys which is a reference to boo radley the creepy neighbor in to kill a mockingbird played by robert duvall oh okay yeah We've, so apparently they're uh 90s band uh Toe the Wet Sprocket is Toe on the Wet Sprocket, yeah, they Soul play. Asylum. Uh, and your favorite, Spin the Doctors. Spin Doctors. If you knit me a cap like that with the mm. like the chunky knit with the ear flaps and it's kind of pointing the thing, I would wear that fucking everywhere year <laughs> round, regardless of heat. I love this fashion. Mm. So we had Spin Doctors. There is mm-hmm. a band just proving how 90s this is. I don't know this band, but tell me this isn't a 90s name. Big Audio Dynamite 2. Oh, wow. That's a 90s name. Yeah. Soul Asylum, that mm. is a that is a nineties name. Yeah. Sun sixty, that's a great nineties name too. Um, I love Saturday night, the Bay City Rollers. Saturday night, Saturday night. Saturday night. Oh, Rod Stewart. You're in my heart, you're in my soul. And if you think I'm sexy, of course. This okay, so th- this is a this is not just a soundtrack that fits with the movie well i guess it <sighs> two different versions of there she goes see i'm look i was gonna say something of it as a period piece like it was in the 90s it's like no this movie was a movie made in the 90s of course it is a Definitely. soundtrack it is the 90s that was gonna be a stupid thing to say but but it is it, pretty it, it's very it is a very 90s soundtrack <gasps> and stand by your man tammy Wynette. I love that song. Stand by your man. Will you promise next time we Give go to karaoke, you'll sing that to Brian? To run to. No, because it's way too high. It's like seriously an octave higher than that. Usually. Really? Yeah. Well, a fifth higher. Oh. But yeah, it's crazy high. I couldn't sing it. Oh. Do you want to rip through some of these? Just We've already hit most of them, but the... The meat the, cute is the butcher shop. Yeah, good meat cute. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... Good. Lots of joking around. Lots of physical comedy in the butcher shop with the chickens and the pretending mm-hmm. to cut your fingers off yeah. and all that. Apparently, she did cut part of her finger off oh, during no. filming and it had to be sewed back on because oh. she was laughing at him. Great soundtrack, obviously. Reason they can't be together would be he thinks she's, she's an, an axe murderer. murderer. <laughs> um, and also my, his fear of commitment. Yeah, that he does has come a real. That's what starts out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's clever because he it's his fear of commitment that he tries to get over, and he ignores some things that maybe he shouldn't have. You mm-hmm. know. Um, 
There are a few montages. Yeah, there were a couple. There was like him in the butcher shop. There was one of really them on Really kind of classic. Dating. Yeah, and there was them dating. Yeah. I know it was another mm-hmm. one. I think there might have been a third in there. Mm-hmm. His sassy side friend is Tony, the cop. Mm. Um, we don't know what his job is. We have other no than idea. Poet. But that is a right. That's in the writing realm. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's, it's pretty in keeping. Mm-hmm. And she's a butcher. She's a butcher, which we San haven't Francisco. seen yet. But it could be any real pacific yeah city. the city really didn't play like i think it yeah. what did it show them like looking at the the golden gate bridge at one yeah point. and That's going really to alcatraz about. yeah but other than yeah. that the city didn't any really place play. any city with a big coffee shop scene would work a hip city yeah. it just has to be a hip city mm-hmm. there was a lot of levity in it and mm. a real good connection between the the characters um or uh what do i mean between the actual between the actors Oh, uh, chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, mm-hmm. we agreed on that. Uh, a few cameos. Yeah, we had a few actual, uh, that you could call actual cameos, too. I know, like, probably Michael Richards at the time wasn't a cameo. It was probably yeah, just, he was, he was actor, just in but... it, yeah. I think there was some good real-world advice in there. He and Tony had some good conversations yeah. about commitment and, yeah. you know, love and what it takes to... Well, I mean, Sarah, can't we really view the whole movie as just as like a just a metaphor for for taking a chance? Like, you know, yeah. he's scared of commitment. He's mm-hmm. scared she's an axe murderer, but he's not sure, and he's just he's going to follow his heart and get yeah. over it one way or the other. Yeah. So, no, I agree. I think that is. Part- I think that's why the title is so good because mm-hmm. it's not "I married an axe murderer." It's "So I married an axe murderer." <laughs> Like even the even the title sounds like the beginning of a nineties comedy routine. Yeah. Like, so I married an axe murderer. Yeah. Or I always felt it was kind of like a don't judge me. Mm. I married an axe murderer. Like f off. I married an axe. So what? Uh, I married an axe murderer. See, I take it as like the comedy routine, like the setup. Like so, I married an axe murderer. <laughs> I expected like more, you know, something following that. Like yeah. a dot. Like if it was the what's it? The, the ellipse. The dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Ellipsis. Yeah, yeah. those. I yeah. would not be surprised. What else? The subgenre. I mean, yeah, it's more of a screwball comedy. Yeah, yeah I'd I agree. would say. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, it does have a lot of um, physical comedy. Well, and and him a lot playing of his dad, stuff. too, yeah. is very Mike Myers. His dad, adds a re- he has a real sense of levity to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that that... Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan did really well mm-hmm. in. Um, oh, you've got mail. What's it called? Yeah, you've got mail. <laughs> is um, you just looked at me with such big <laughs> eyes, and I just stared at you for a moment. Is that they are able to toe the line between innocence and being like knowledgeable mm-hmm. adults? Yeah, and I kind of felt that same way in this movie. That it was like he's. He's silly mm. and he's, you know, always down for a joke, but he's clearly an adult who's dealing with adult feelings and adult situations. Mm. And he somehow is able to kind of walk that very thin line mm. in a way that makes it work. Mm. So it has this feeling of reality, even though it's really ridiculous, the whole axe murderer thing, but it plays pretty well. Mm. I think it's not super hokey and it's got a lot of heart and, and I think it has something to say in a way that like 
27 dresses kind of didn't. Yeah. I I think you're... So what would you give it if you had to give it a, a rating? Yeah, from like I'd give one it to probably 10. like an 8.5. Yeah. I would give it... I, I Yeah, I was probably sitting about like an 8. Yeah. And I don't... And I, really am kind of having a hard time explaining why I'm not giving it a nine because it does hit, it hit most of our boxes. I think the only reason I'm not giving it a nine, maybe I should give it a nine. Maybe the reason I'm not giving it a 10 is that the premise is just fairly ridiculous. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to bump mine up to a nine too because I really can't say why I'm not giving it an eight instead of a nine. And that means... Just because Mike Meyer is just so silly. But he was 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 so goddamn charming in it. Yeah. And again, the one thing to stress that we really didn't talk that that much about in this is like there is romance in it. They're playful together. Mm-hmm. They have good chemistry. Like yeah. there's there's parts where it shows their and relationship there's adult, growing. There's adult stuff in it. Like when they when he he goes up to her apartment. And he's like, you know, I just I really like you. I don't want to mess this mm-hmm. up. I've done it before. I want I to get out of here. I don't think I should spend the night. And she's like, I want you to spend the night. Yeah. Which he's like, the I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. And I think. It is good at showing the scenery without being too perfect. I mean, her apartment is ridiculously huge in San Francisco, you yeah. know, but it doesn't beautify everything like later rom-coms do. Yeah. Like everything is perfect and pink and whatever. And there's never a bum anywhere, you know, mm. I think this does, I don't know, a little bit better of a job of being more real yeah but i wonder if that and people weren't so beautiful either that's the other thing what yeah but we're starting to see i'd say it's the ones that were made in the up until like the late 90s early 2000s like did yeah. tend to be like that and mm-hmm. then there was just a shift where everything became a little got more glossy yeah. yeah so yeah like mike myers totally normal dude yeah and i would even say uh, that nancy travis is pretty normal looking woman. I mean, very attractive, but just like Andy McDowell, like could, you know, when Andy McDowell's in those hair commercials, she obviously looks Mm. beautiful, but they don't do that for the film. They don't make her into this like goddess. Yeah. She's just a, it's approachable human woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's approachable. It feels Mm -hmm. like it could be anybody's story. Yeah. Yours. So we both liked it. Yeah. People should see this. People should see this. Yeah. It's fun. And it's not that spooky. I mean, the ending gets a little spooky. Yeah, the ending's exciting. The ending's a little intense. Yeah, Yeah. it ramps up pretty quick. But it's fun. It's got a lot of comedy. It's got a lot of Mike Myers being Mike Myers without making you want to vomit Mike Myers. Yeah. I, I, You know what? As I was watching this, who I think he kind of looks like, and it made me... Who? Well, do you have a guess? I don't know. I think he looks... Him and Brendan Fraser, you put them next what? to each other. I swear to God, I think I, he is a no, full head him, taller him than Mike Myers. I'm not saying they're like no. brothers. I was going to say like no. first cousins. Mm-mm. Well, then they, I'm fine. I thought no, I'm going to stand by it. I think <laughs> and it's I think Mike, Fraser. I, th- <laughs> I think Mike Myers in this movie looks like Brendan Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> There's no I. <laughs> Looks like Fraser Crane. Uh, Isn't he? Re- he's related to Fraser Crane, though, right? From Fraser fame? That's what? his, like, his, yeah, it's his uncle, right? Brendan Fraser. Oh, I thought you were saying Fra- Mike Myers. I was like, what no, the no, hell Brendan, are you talking Yeah, no, Brendan Fraser's related to Fraser <laughs> Crane. Brendan Fraser Crane? Yeah. I think sure. that's the full family name. Yeah. Brendan Fraser Crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look alike, too. 
Sarah, if people want to see pictures <laughs> of uh, one or both of us or Halloween outfits or just some fun Instagram oh, yeah, I gotta things. Do that. Yeah, where would they look on Instagram? Or if they wanted to... Instagram. If can, well, if you could figure out how to load that post, article you were talking about. Article, where yeah. would they look for that? Um, romcomcomdotcom. On Instagram. I don't. You just said Instagram. I know, but I always, feel, but I always feel like there's. I always want it to be like at Instagram, Instagram or like hashtag. Or so I, I feel like there needs to be a thing after. I'm used to like hashtag emails. Instagram. Okay, and then if they want to send us an email to tell us that they also love Mike Myers in this movie, it would be romcomcom. Wait, mail. <laughs> <laughs> mail it says you're part of the podcast mail. you gotta nail the podcast why did this I didn't choose this it was foiced upon you yes <laughs> mail at romcomcom.com if Jeez. they want to just send us anything yeah we'd appreciate it yeah. like or romcomcom.com at gmail.com yeah because that still exists either too. or yeah but you have to spell out the dot yeah so just do the mail one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Sarah, I do want to thank This Is My Suitcase for letting us use their song, Love, off the album. Keys to Cat Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you can find them on, on iTunes. <laughs> do you want this part too? Do you just want everything? No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> or Bandcamp or uh, anything like that. Check them out. They're good. And, you know, we appreciate them letting us use it. Sarah, anything else before we conclude this week? No. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) I had fun, Sarah. Happy All Saints Day. (laughs) Bye. Let me start this over.